1: Jesus, 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 we worship you, bless you. Our salvation, the captain of our salvation, we honor you. Amen, the beautiful son of the Father. You who was crowned with glory and honor, that you should, by the grace of God, taste death for every man. So much better that the angels raised far above all principality, above all powers, above every name that is named in heaven and earth, may the earth Jesus, greater than all things present, all things past, all things to come. We worship you, Say so we see Jesus. We want to see you, to see you, to see you. Help us this morning, help us. Come, bring, not just your person, but also bring your ministry, the ministry. That excellent ministry the excellent ministry which you have obtained a more excellent ministry the heavenly ministry the ministry of salvation of remission of sin the high priestly ministry Lord help us this morning help us help our hearts Lord to be tuned to you to be tuned to your saving voice as you speak this morning come and commune with our heart all on the matters of this salvation, this redemption which you are wrought which you are bringing to us. Thank you. Thank you for even the spirit of these words. The, the spirit in your heart. The spirit that gives them flight, that gives them wings. The spirit behind the words of salvation, I pray. Come and bless us. We bring a further supply this morning of that spirit is not by power nor by might, He said but it's by my spirit. By my spirit, by my spirit, saith the Lord. We want to tap into that spirit of fellowship with that spirit, uh, to Faranas to pray to head, heart, every heart, cause of my karma to all our every heart to drink, to drink, to drink, to drink, to drink, even into that same spirit, same spirit that overcame sin. And overcame death. That same spirit, spirit of, spirit of life and immortality, eternal life. Father, we we come under you tonight. For every good and perfect gift cometh down from above, from you, the Father of light. Come and shed your light this morning. Cause your light to shine brightly in our heart. We will not see darkly or dimly, but Father, we will see clearly look into the perfect law of liberty this morning thank you our Father anoint every heart let the the weight of the spirit the anointing of the spirit of this of the season of this word let it rest upon every spirit every heart thank you thank you for grace weight that will come upon wrong alliances wrong covenants and wrong agreement within our soul let the, the weight of your doctrine the weight of your scope, the glory of this testament. Let it rest this morning. Thank you, Father. Lord, I yield my heart to you. Come and feel it afresh again this morning. Amen. Bring me under the spell of mercy Amen. to move at your pace, the Amen. pace of your talk to flow with you. I don't want to fetch thoughts from where men do fetch thoughts, but I want to fetch thoughts from you, from the Spirit, quicken my heart and my understanding. And let your Spirit bring inspiration this morning. We want to move beyond what we know into the realm of inspiration. That place where you do give life. I pray, oh God, you will help us this morning. Thank you, our Father accept our heart this morning. Thank you, God. We give you glory. Bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Good morning to you. Does anyone want to remember the teaching from Wednesday at all? Anybody? If you remember, raise your hand. You are afraid? you do don't, you don't, because it's those who don't remember I'm going to call to <laughs> okay. Huh? You forgotten it? So you didn't give the more heed to them. <laughs> I'm serious though. Did you still did you get anything from Wednesday? I don't know. Uh-huh, now you're talking. Praise God. Okay. Can someone in one sentence just summarize everything? Like, just give the message a title. Why are laughing? Any? Okay. What? Was it? One sentence or maximum two. Um, the, for New Testament sense, the first doing is hearing. Okay. For New Testament sense, the word The first doing is hearing. The first doing is hearing. Okay. Thank you. Alright, can someone do it again? Another person? Maybe your own perspective. What stood out to you? Okay. Okay. So, okay, if you are not, there's a reward for everybody. Those who, even those who are, who choose ignorance to the word of salvation praise God okay quickly uh, so next person uh, amen
2: this okay. okay.
1: the word is to this my kind what they are saying
2: you
1: okay okay as a reward for everything praise God so that's like what Tisha said so just say something else that is because there are many things that were said <laughs> uh-huh. I don't want us to spend too much time but I, I feel I want to have that sense
3: at if anybody
1: who, if you're not following these messages this season you're not going to escape hmm. I promise you that hmm. one day you'll just see me in your house <laughs> I will come. and me too <laughs> I I'll I will just come to your the house They let us talk Amen, there's no es- He said, how shall we escape? Have you, have you read it there? That's the Bible, so visit. Tell someone, no escaping You no must understand You must, must comprehend, amen, sorry, please. please Can we just appreciate my wife First of all, can we thank you For her, for helping us um, For helping us to worship the Lord uh, Beautifully this morning Thank you, honey, I love you My heart, please. You can go ahead. Sorry for that.
3: Thank you. Okay, so a huge part of what we're talking about was uh, Noah building the ark. We were using that as a a type, and you said that um, as Noah is a type of us, he's also a type of Jesus. We're just talking about how you need to take him to, you know, when first of all, the, the things that
1: constitute the
3: building of the ark, you know, that he received from the Lord, but then also that attitude of when an ark builder is in operation, don't ignore, you know, as the people perished, right? And he was building. You were saying how, um, actually, Noah looked crazy um, as he was doing that thing. He said that if you don't take salvation as a profession, you will not attain it. So in spite of everything that was happening around him, in spite of how, like, you know, stupid he looked, he continued building. So I I guess what I'm saying is that the attitude... um, we have to have it in, in building the ark that the Lord is building in our souls um, and uh, taking, taking heed and taking this thing as our life and as our profession if we actually want to attain
1: salvation. Praise Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. Okay, you can come back. I can.
4: Uh, you spoke on uh, Hebrews two. Okay. You spoke on. You took us back to Genesis as Adam, from the day of um, creation. Mm-hmm. You said that God gave Adam all things were subjected under Adam, mm-hmm. but now things are now, man are not subjected under things. Yes, sir. So you now spoke about like, you know, glory and honor. Mm-hmm. That sometimes man are ignorant of glo- glory and honor. That. As let's see, ah. I say, you um, spoke about um, spoke about glory and honor. You spoke about how. Hmm.
1: Sorry, <sighs> right? He can't not remember that. I Just want to recall. get what he wants yeah. he spoke
4: to say. He spoke about glory and honor as man being made more little than the angels. Okay. And he spoke about, like, um, that men are ignorant. That what is man? Mm. That, like, you need to know the question. That if you can answer that question.
1: Mm -hmm. And. Okay. Can someone help him out? Just, if you pick what he was. Okay, Uncle John, if you pick what he was trying to say to help him. Um, two sentences, right? Okay, Okay, so. <laughs> um, the building of the ark is done through harkening to the word of salvation. Yes, sir. And that is synonymous with the word being made flesh mm. in the man. Mm. That is, a saved man is the man who the word is made flesh in, which is synonymous with building of the ark through the words of salvation. Yes, sir. Two sentences. Thank you, sir. Is that what you were going to say? There's an area he touched, um, that glory and honor part. Um, That was that Hebrews chapter 2. There's an explanation of that place that came to us. I don't know. I think that part is important. Prefer me? Okay.
5: Um, Based on what he was saying, um, when when you said that um, was his man, that thou are mindful of him, uh, we need to um, understand once we can answer that question the answer to that question brings, brings us to a level where we begin to see ourselves through the mind of God and we'll be able to comprehend and um, we'll be able to understand um, salvation and work in it so that's what's okay. just wanted thank to you. add well,
1: thank you so much sir that's, uh, that's the. the
6: Yes, sir. Um, just to um, continue that thought. And you also were showing us that um, when we ask that question, we ought to see Jesus. You uh-huh. said, Who was made a little Lord and angels? Yes. Then he tasted death for every man. Okay. So you were saying that he completed his own program, but then he tasted it and he said, In course, emotion that we all ought to buy into. So um, ignorance is not an excuse. Um, and then you were explaining that that death in itself is life in, in a sense. So testing that death is dying to other things that make us not alive in the realm of God. So um, we're just seeing that um, Jesus is our captain in that regard. So we ought to follow that example. Like we ought to see him. And in seeing him, we are understanding what man really is like. What man is in the in the mind of God, basically? So just to finish that thought, sir.
0: Yeah.
6: Um, so just to add to what um,
2: Uncle Jimmy said, you said that the first glory that we must first see in Jesus is the glory of His grace, and that that is the glory that equips a man to die. And without dying, we cannot taste salvation. We cannot see salvation.
1: That thought after that, yes, thank you. Behind
2: there, Um, so the part that really came to me was when you talked about the secret way that God eliminates darkness in the soul of a man while at the same time establishing his light in that
6: soul
1: what is that secret way the description of the, the, the method I think I spent some time trying to describe I'm so sorry is, do you want to continue is that so okay
2: okay so that you said a lot of things pastor <laughs> but that thought um, from you know what I can just remember you said it's not A direct way that if God just comes out and says, "Follow me or choose me," Mm. that nobody would do that. That He will actually lose. So it's just, you know, kind of behind the scenes, kind of that He does that work. And at the end of the day, it would be like illegal work that was done. That you know, the enemy or no one would be able to say that He didn't go through the right process. Something like that. Okay.
1: Praise Jesus. Yinka. All right.
5: Um. I think I'll just continue from where she yes, stopped, sir. and um, I think I remember you said something about you were trying to um, use micromolecules or something like that to explain what yearing of the word or acing to the word does. That when you give more earnest it and you give your place to hearing the word, that even in the midst of your loves for the um, beggarly things of the world, like how you were explaining about how when you answered the question of what is man that's when you that's where you also said a place that even when god created adam the place he created the pedestal where he was was not where man is right now that man has fallen way below even the works of their own hands but even in the midst of where far man has fallen if you give earnestly to his word which he says what is quick and powerful that that word things are happening within that even just sitting down and hearing the word they are atoms of death that are being broken that you may not even know or not see but by that awakening to the word that there is the awakening of life in you and the breaking of death in a different
1: yes. thank you Father glory to God okay let's, let's still continue in that place I sense in that, uh, that aspect that, this last aspect there's still some clarity amen so we'll just flow by the we just flow by the Spirit of God and see uh, how the Lord wants we want to help us further. Um, that thing about the about the word of God is there's, there's still so much about the nature, the potency, the operation of the word of God that we don't know about yet. Um, there's a lot that the Word of God is, the Word of God can do and can, can uh, it's like the way, the mystery, there's a mystery of the Word of God and the heart of man. is actually the same mystery of the seed and the ground. You know that place is a mystery. Science has tried a little bit, but... Science can't explain everything fully. How seed, after it is sown into the ground, what does the ground and the seed, what do they do together to produce a new life? We know that there are things are there, according to the scripture, even before scientific era, the Bible already told us that except the corn of wheat fall to the ground and die, that there is actually death that goes on inside the ground. Are you getting me? To make life come out. So, but science, there's a lot that science can't really explain about what actually is the what, is the, what happens with the seed and the ground that makes life to come. Amen. So, the, and you know, the seed, as Jesus said in the parable of the sower, he said that the seed is the word of God. And that word of God has, um, there are many things that we need to look um, into and the Lord needs to bring understanding concerning when it comes to God's word. In Hebrews chapter 11, let's quickly read. Um, <clears throat> thank you, Father. Give glory to your name. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm um, in Hebrews 11, so we are familiar with the, the beginning there uh, where it says that now, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report, praise God, and verse 3 now said, um, that through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word things which are seen were not made of things which do appear do you see that so is that telling you that through faith we have we have an understanding that the the worlds that what worlds there um, When they say worlds, what do they mean? They're not talking about maybe different planets or anything. Uh, The worlds um, is actually whatever constitutes a world to a soul. So what is a world? The world means an organization of where life is expressed. right? See the earth is the Lord, that's Psalm chapter 24. And the earth is the Lord and his fullness thereof, then, then the world and all that dwells. So we speak about the earth, which is physical, then in now speak about the world. The world is talking about the, what the soul, you know, the soul doesn't see earth. The physical man sees the earth. The earth means the physical, you have the, the ground, your trees, your air, your, your matter, Right? That's, the, well, that's what the physical man sees, but the, the inward man sees, relates in terms of world, not just in terms of earth or heaven. So if you bring the soul, your soul, as your soul is on the earth now, there is a representation of a world where your soul is living in. But if they can bring your soul away from this world. Your soul can actually, um, now, now one thing you realize is that this, the present world, the word world in the Bible has they use it in different ways, different meanings. Amen, but one of the meaning of the word world is the summation of the first creation the spiritual dimension of the first creation, including heavenly and the earthly. Both heaven and earth, you can summarize them as the world. Now, when they now speak about, let's say, the world to come, you now see that the world to come includes both the heavens, the new heaven and the new earth. So the world to come is not just maybe the earth of the new world. He's talking about that whole, it's actually almost like an age. It's an age of spiritual existence. Praise God. So um, if you can, a way that you might understand it better is based on computer terms because the same kind of wisdom, we've taken it and we use that for computer world, right? So you can think of the world as software. Right, that is very clear that the earth is a hardware that is running a software. Do you understand? <laughs> the earth is what, a hardware, that's what, running a what, is software. So the, the world is talking about the program that is installed in the earth, do you see that? Now, in this world, you, there is the world of the earth. Now, if you go up to heaven, what you find in heaven is also another world. Why, because when you get to heaven, the software of heaven is different from the software of the earth, right? Another way, the way you determine software, what I mean is that is, you're talking about by what, what which, what for kind of law is being done in that region? Right, that is, uh, when they speak concerning this world, the prince of this world, for example. Now, that prince of this world, he is not recognized in heaven as a prince anymore. So, the world that he's a prince of, is not, heaven is not part of it, but heaven has a software, or what you call a dominion. Another word for world is actually dominion. Yes, world means the sphere of a dominion. Yes, where, does, where is a dominion, what is the domain of a dominion? That's a world. That's what constitutes a world. Do you understand me? Mm-hmm. So that when you go to heaven, you now discover that he's not, the prince of this world is not the prince in heaven, right? That there is also heaven that is, almost like a wall. It's not the wall to come, but it's also um, by which also he made the world. Let's see it again. Verse 3. Through faith we understand that the walls, are you seeing plural there? Now, that word walls here, that is plural when, and it's talking about where. Where is a past tense. So it's not including the wall to come, the Plural worlds doesn't really include the world to come. It's just talking about worlds that have been. So you can see then that there is a world which God framed for Adam. That was what they we were speaking about in Psalm chapter 24, that first of all, the earth is the Lord, and then his fullness thereof. They now say the walls and all that dwell in it. That was the, was the world that God gave to Adam which was then taken over by who? By Satan. And then how did he take it over? He brought another dominion and said, okay, let's, let's, let's change the software of this hardware called the earth." And so he uninstalled the one that God put. And that installment is still ongoing. That uninstalling and installing. He's uninstalling one program, which was the, the program of... Nature, which God created at the beginning, right? And then he's installing another one, which is his own, his own dominion, which is given to the earth. Praise God. Amen. Now, what, you know, what they're telling you here is the, that through faith, that there's an understanding um, within the context of faith, that faith will now make you see. Faith can make you know how God brought, was able to bring worlds to be. Do you understand that? We understand from... Um, in Genesis, we, we saw... The Bible wrote it clearly. The, and it archived the creation of the physical earth. Do you see that? The creation of what? The physical earth. And we see that he did it, then he saw a bit of formation on the earth. That was the physical aspect of it. And about this, Hebrews chapter 3 is now telling you that that's the world which is in the earth and even the world in heaven, right? All the worlds which God made, which is not the physical aspect, which is actually the spiritual aspect. That they are actually, by faith, we actually understand that all the worlds are the word framed. By who? By what? By the word of God. Am I making some sense to you? So that the word of God is is a framer, the word of God is actually a framer of worlds. So it means that if the the world can get inside his soul. The world can bring about a frame. Are you seeing that? A, a new frame, the framing of another world entirely on the inside of his soul. Now, the operation of bringing another frame of A different what I was teaching I think on Wednesday and I was then saying that the world to come you see that so you're seeing the the technology of how someone can be in the present but living in the future that the world you live in does not have to be determined by the physical location of your body that the soul can choose to to take a leap and shift into another world. Do you understand me? The soul can do what? Can take a, a, a leap and then shift into where? A hair, into another world. The other world which, where your soul is able to go, supposed to go to is the world to come. That which is to come. Now, when you hear anything to come, to come, to come, and the Bible is full of to come. He like, come it. Most of the time, they are not speaking about the second coming of Jesus physically. Because just by itself, Jesus coming back physically doesn't achieve much. Do you understand? The, the physical coming of Jesus doesn't achieve too much. But there's a kind of coming that... Jesus, and you see it in the book of John, chapter 14, was, was saying, I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Right from the beginning of the verse, he began to speak about his father's house and all of those things. And then later, I will come again and I will receive you unto myself. I said, Where I am, there you may be also. Praise God. Are you seeing that he began to speak more later in that same chapter? He spoke about the Father, that he who loved me is him that will do what? That do my word. Uh-huh. then later I said, my father will love him. And then at first he said, I will manifest myself to him. Then later I said that my father will love him also. And then we will then come and make what? Our abode with, with him. Are you seeing that? So there's one thing you must understand. Um, that the... You can't have the coming. Let's read that John chapter 14. Let's just, let's pick the, the language of Jesus. The sense of Jesus from John 14. You cannot have, you, the purpose of coming. Mm, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm thank you jesus from verse 14 let's see let chapter 14 sorry from verse 1 praise god are we ready for the word of god today yes. okay it says let not your heart be troubled that it says you believe in god this is jesus talking to them that you you believe in god so he's making reference to the belief of the the Jews, which they already had. Right, so there was a time on the earth where believing in God was not a scarce thing. And it wasn't only the Jews who believed in God. There are many other Gentiles too on the earth who actually believe in God. So believing in God wasn't something that you have to, you have, that, was so, that was scarce on the earth. You know, when I was speaking concerning the Gentile nature I was explaining that Gentile nature. That the Gentile nature, what makes someone a Gentile is not that they don't believe in God. <laughs> Do you understand that? It's not lack of believing in God that makes a soul a Gentile. A soul that is a Gentile can not believe in God, but what makes a soul a Gentile is the attitude of the soul towards the things that God wants to give. Do you understand me? And you know this thing about not believing in God is a new thing. It's not, it's not something. It's actually very, very new. Very, very new. It is, in the Bible, it's very hard for you to see somebody in that time. Even the most wicked nations, they, also, they, had, a, they had a belief also. In God, but sometimes they, they know God is there, but they don't, they don't want to worship Him. They want to find other means. So the problem with the earth is mainly there. It's more of the the accuracy of approach. How does God wants to be known? How does He want people to relate with Him? For men I haven't had problem with believing in Him until more recently, where you begin to hear such things. Uh, but even a lot of people who profess such things are liars. they actually lie secretly in their heart. Somehow, there's some kind of belief in God. Do you know the difference between belief and knowledge? How do you know that someone believes in God? They act as if God is there. That's how you can. That's the best way to tell what someone believes in. It's not what they say, it's what they do. Do you understand? Uh-huh. There is a fear, the fear of that. They might not know, ah, this is, they, they might not really know him personally because there's no grace to know him. But the, the, the concept of there is a, a sovereign being who is above everything, that thing is something that is in the hearts of a lot of people. Now, he's telling them here that you believe in God, but... Now, believe also in me. So this, what Jesus was saying was a key statement that you have to turn belief. Now, believing in Jesus is not a trivial task. Praise God. Believing in Jesus is not like believing in God. Believing in Jesus is hard. There are a lot of Christians... Who, don't, who are still struggling with believing in Jesus? So this thing of believing, you believe, you believe God, you believe in that suffering, that sovereign being. However your heart conceptualizes him. Maybe when that, that concept of belief comes to your mouth, it might change into something else. Uh, we just know there's, there's a force there or something. People have what kind of language they use. Are you getting me? Amen. Amen. But... Now now let me tell you something. You might say, ah, what do you mean? But didn't God have his special people who believe in him? No. The Jews, what the Jews had was what they, they actually had was a a revelation of the, the name of God. That God came and introduced himself to their fathers. Do you understand? And then when they, when they make reference to him, they make reference to him as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, right? And they use the names with which he introduced himself to them. Now, but that doesn't mean that what Gentiles believe, Gentiles, when they're approaching God, like when, let's take, for example, Balaam, right? The Bible gives us insight into such things like Balaam. Balaam, who was a prophet, Right, The Bible speaks that he sees visions of the almighty and all of that. Do you think Balaam, does he call God by the name that God revealed to Abraham? And Isaac that he gave to the Jews? You think that when he's on the mountain, trying to to relate with God as a priest, as a high priest, was he using the name that the Jews used to reference God? No, he, he probably has never had dealings with the Jews He didn't have their heritage. He doesn't know those names by which God appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all of that. But he has his own concept of God. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Do you you get what I'm saying? So you see, Gentile nations, Gentile nations, the only thing is that God did not commit himself to them. That was to walk with them. He didn't give them promises and all of those things. Praise God, he didn't do that directly, but when it came to the Jews, God had to reveal himself specifically by certain name and certain attribute. Uh, do you understand me? Yes, See, when it comes to this God, the way God, God put himself everywhere, even Romans 1 was telling us, even nature talks about him. That, where the things like, people think of Mother Earth and Although it's the smell of God, they in yeah. the perceiving nature. That so after a while they will just get angry and say, this tree is God." <laughs> <laughs> they will just because they are tired of they don't they, look, they are looking for a focal point. But w- what makes them call that God, that tree God, is because of something about God they perceive in the tree. Yeah. Now the tree is not God. The tree just has God It can just speak concerning God. Uh-huh. the same way the God who the Israelites knew was not God in all his fullness. It's a particular dimension of God. In fact, it was even progressive. After a while, God said that your fathers knew me by one name and then he said, well, you, I will reveal another. And he was revealing his name progressively. It means that God really, no man has seen God at any time. But God had different dealings with different people. Just, it's just enough to make them aware of his existence. That is enough for some kind of preservation of the earth. That men should live with a consciousness of God. Does that make sense to you? Aha. Uh-huh. So this believing in God here, but there, there is another matter altogether, which is then he calls it believe in me. That's the believing in the in the person of Jesus that believing in Jesus is a very high program Do you know that? Do you know that believing in Jesus is not the same thing as believing that God raised up Jesus of Nazareth from the dead That is No, that's maybe a tiny part of believing in Jesus To get born again is not that hard. It is to believe in just that Jesus, God raising Jesus from the dead. Praise God. Amen. Amen. That belief of raising him from the dead, praise God, is enough for your spirit to get born again. Your spirit becomes alive because what you're actually believing is you're believing in a power. It's called resurrection power. It's the specific power of God. So when you're believing that God raised Jesus from the dead, it's still a type of believing in God. Does that makes any sense to you? Is a type of believing. What you actually believe in, you are believing the way He was raised from the dead. We we can tell from Romans chapter six that He was the glory. He, he was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, that we should walk in newness. So, really, what gets you born again is believing in resurrection power of God. That's really what it is. It has nothing to do with the, the man or the person called Jesus. Do you believe what I'm trying to say? Yes, sir. Are you sure? Yes, sir. Yeah, why, why, is it, why is it believing in the resurrection power that gets you born again? Because that is what the being born again is. Being born again is your contact with the resurrection power to raise your spirit from the dead. So, and that's what you believe. So it's re, it's, you can almost retranslate that Romans chapter 10 that if you're able to, to believe in the resurrection power with your heart, and confess that it just happened that the first person that that power acted on was Jesus. (laughs) Do you understand? The first person that that power did what? And it was the example for the operation of that power. Praise God. But now, when they're speaking about believing in, when he says believe in me now, he's now talking about his own person. That Jesus. So this this belief is a is a big umbrella word that even in this chapter they began to break down. Let's see verse 2 that in my father's house are many mansions. If you were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare what a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you. Then you see, I will do what? Come again. And I will do what? Receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may what? Be also. Now, coming again, this is not the rapture. Okay? The physical rapture is not taking you to the Father's house. It's going to heaven. Heaven is not the Father's house. God, called, God never called heaven my house. Check the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation. You'll never see God say that. God will say, heaven is my throne. So you have prepared your throne in heaven. That was how David put it. And then your kingdom ruled it over all. Heaven is my throne. Then later, I now began to ask that, where, where, where is what? Where is the place of my rest? Say, so heaven is my throne. The earth is my footstool. All these things have my hands made. They will now begin to ask, where where is the place of my rest? But to this man, I'm looking to, when it comes to the concept of resting, I'm actually looking something about man and rest because in God's heart, God has tied his, his resting place to man. Do you understand that? The place where, where you walk is not where you rest. Do you agree? Does a king sleep in his throne room? A king doesn't sleep. A king's throne room is his office. Heaven is God's office. It's not God's throne room. It's just an. It's an office. He just put in creation, okay, to deal with this creation I made. I will just create an office here. It's a region in heaven that place called the throne room, the third heaven, he just put his his office there from where he will relate with creation. But that's not where God sleeps. Isaiah 66, right? From verse one, let's read verse one. Let's all look at it, let's read it. Praise Jesus. It says, for for thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you build unto me? And then where is the what is He's asking the question, where is the house that you build unto me? And then where is the place of my rest? So that, that question is deep. It's connoting many things in the same sentence. It's telling you, number one, there's no, you've not built a house unto me. It's telling you, first of all, this heaven and this earth are not my house. If it's my house, I won't be asking you. Yes. And he's telling you that all these things my hand actually made. Let's read the next verse. It says, for all those things hath my hand made. Means that you have not built a house for me. See, and all those things have have been, said the Lord. But to this man will I look. Even to him that is what? Poor. And of what a contrite spirit that does what? That now, tremble at my... Why my word? There are some key things that they mentioned there. First of all, that man must be poor and of a contrite spirit. He must be poor and of a contrite spirit. God doesn't build his house in rich men. Rich men cannot have their... But when I say we, I don't mean money. <laughs> money. Money is not riches to the soul. When you talk of soul, when talking about money and all that... A man can be extremely poor in his soul and have plenty of money. It's very hard. According to Jesus, said, it's very hard. Okay, it's, it's easier for a camel to enter. But it's, it's, no, it's, not compo- it's not impossible. Because then, after Jesus said that, the disciples asked him, okay, who then can be saved? With, I get what I'm saying. Is, any, uh, is it even possible, what you're talking about? He said, with man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible, you see. So it's not, it's not impossible for... Someone who has material riches to actually you know, aha, fulfill the will of God fully. It's not impossible, but the only way that can ever happen, it must be with God. Do you understand? Because it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for what the rich man to enter into the world of God. That word, dominion, the kingdom of God means the domain of God. Praise God. Another word for the kingdom of God means the world framed by God for his dominion. That's what they call the the kingdom. The kingdom of God is what? Word, the world framed by God. Jesus was saying, when they say here, the kingdom is here, I said, don't believe it. That kingdom is not like that. It's not in meat and in drinking. The kingdom is actually it's righteousness, it's peace, and joy. Those righteousness, those are things that are properties of the world of God. Righteousness, peace, and joy. In the, in the book of John, chapter 17, he said, My peace I live with you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. It means the, the world, this present world, has its own righteousness, his own peace, and it has his own joy, but is not in the Holy Ghost. Praise Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. 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 So, but to this man will I look, him that is poor and of a contrite spirit. Now, when you hear poverty of spirit... Contriteness, there are some things you will key that into. Are, are we blessed this morning? Yes. I, I want our mind to be open. The Lord wants to open you up to the, the scripture, wisdoms of the Bible. Amen. Yes. So when you hear the word poor, there are some things your mind should go to. First, yeah, number one, first thing, you should go to first kingdom. Right? Poverty. It's easier that, is that for a, a a camel to enter into the eye of the needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom. So there's something about poverty of spirit that, is, that makes you compatible with kingdom. And that is the same thing that Jesus was speaking concerning in John chapter 6. Blessed are the poor in heart. For... Huh What did you say? <laughs> it's the same thing as the rich. Ah? Huh? Not pure. the poor in spirit. Kingdom of heaven. Poverty and kingdom. You see that. So if it's hard for a rich man to enter into the, easier for a rich man to pass through the eye of a needle, than for a, easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for the rich man to enter into the kingdom it means that it's the poor man who enters easily. All right. Then, in, then Jesus said it explicitly in John chapters Matthew, sorry Matthew chapter six, blessed are the poor in in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom. He said it plainly. Are you seeing? So you have to connect poverty and kingdom. That's one thing about poverty that Jesus we are talking about the teaching of Jesus now. Jesus was explaining um, the Lord used Jesus. One of the purpose for the ministry of Jesus is to is to he was a prophet. He was actually the, Jesus was the was a bridging prophet. I'm talking about his prophetic ministry. I'm not talking about his everlasting ministry or his high priestly ministry. I'm just talking about, you know, he had a prophetic ministry which he fulfilled on the earth. That which Moses spoke, a prophet like unto me with the Lord God raised and unto him shall you hear. means that when it comes to the prophetic, the prophetic word, Jesus had his own portion as a prophet to fulfill for the purpose of scripture. All right, and Jesus as a prophet, one of his, his main job was to, to create the bridge into the New Testament. Right, so he went into key areas and he spoke about key things that if Jesus didn't teach about kingdom. Do you know that no prophet taught about the kingdom? Check it. All the prophets that existed before. Even when this, they mentioned the kingdom, they mentioned the kingdom with veils in such a way that you will never relate the kingdom with the kingdom of God. Well, you know, Daniel kept speaking about the kingdom, 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 but there was a veil on Daniel's language of the kingdom that what is the veil of Daniel's language of the kingdom? It was the earthly kingdom of the Jews. That it would be very difficult for anybody to relate... Daniel's language of kingdom to anything more than that without specific New Testament prophetic ministry, right, which started with Jesus. That was what the writer of Hebrew was saying. First, he said, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, and then also what? Spoken to us also by them that heard him. Where is it very quickly? Hebrews 2. Amen. You guys are not alive. Do you know that all these scriptures? So you don't, why don't you quote them? When I say them, you just finish them for me. It makes preaching easier. <laughs> why do you want me to do all the work? I'm just doing, a, <laughs> I'm just <liberated>. laboring, <laughs> doing everything. Amen. It says, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was what? Confirmed. So, so Jesus was actually, when he say the first, I mean, Jesus was actually the first person who, who, gave the, who spoke about so great salvation, right? And so he was the person who received that salvation as a prophetic trust, right, to speak about them. And then he was then confirmed unto us by them that heard him. Them that heard him, he's talking about those disciples who were listening to Jesus, Praise God, uh-huh. yeah. who had Jesus also teach of things concerning the kingdom. Do you understand that? Yes. Uh-huh. So, Jesus, as a prophet, he had a job to, to fulfill the bread. There are key explanations. If you ask me, what was Jesus' prophetic ministry? His prophetic ministry was to teach the kingdom of God. Right? The Bible, there are many kingdoms. The, the scripture is actually an archive of kingdoms, right from Genesis, dominions upon the earth. God was, was shifting and changing dominions from time to time. According to his own a wisdom and a pattern for scripture that is still relevant to the souls. To understanding of the soul of men and the journey of the souls of men. You saw how like with one of the, the main works of Daniel was revealing... The, 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 the significance, not revealing, but prophesying concerning the transition of dominion from the Babylonian kingdom to the Medo-Persian kingdom, the Grecian kingdom, then what he now called later the kingdom of clay, of iron, sorry, and the kingdom of clay, amen. We now know that those kingdoms are, um, was... Daniel also that gave insight that after the kingdom, the kingdom of the Medo-Persians and the kingdom of Greece... They now have the kingdom of Rome, the Roman Empire. Praise Jesus. Amen. Um, so, but then Jesus was, then was the, fir- was the first person who began to, I think um, Daniel hinted at it in his prophecy, but he didn't, he didn't have a revelation concerning it. Daniel had revelation about the Babylonian kingdom, the, the, he saw visions about them, Babylonian, the Babylonian, the the, the Medo Persian kingdom, the Grecian kingdom, and all of that. But he now mentioned about another kingdom, which is an everlasting kingdom. That will not come to an that will not come to an end. But when they, they spoke about that kingdom, he, he mentioned that it will be in the time of the end. There will be a time of the end. When they've made an end of sin and all of that, praise the Lord. There will, be, there will also be the season of the bringing of everlasting righteousness, amen. amen. Then he, he mentioned it and then when the angel Michael came and he, he caused him to prophesy concerning him, the last chapter, at the end he says, seal it up. It's not for this time. It's actually for a later time when it will be opened. Do you understand? So Jesus Christ came as a prophet, the kingdom of who? God and then the kingdom of Christ. So Jesus began to teach about the kingdom. The kingdom of Christ is a part of the kingdom of God. Are you seeing that? And Jesus began to teach concerning that. So he says that which was first spoken by the Lord and then was confirmed to us by all those people who heard him. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, now in, um, in John chapter 14... Verse 3, praise God. And if I go and prepare a place for you, then I will come again and then receive you where? Unto myself that where I am, you may do what? That you may be also. Then... See verse four, and whither I go you know, and the way you know. And Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? And Jesus said unto him, I am the way, I am the word, truth, and I am what? The life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by who? By me. And if you had known me, you should have known my father also. And from henceforth, you know him, and have done what? And have seen him. Praise God. Because of time, let's go down a little bit. Um, Let's see. Verse 15. um, He said, Jesus was still speaking, that if you love me, keep my commandments. Glory to God. And I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide abide with you forever. Verse 17, even the spirit of who, truth, whom the world cannot receive, but because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you. And shall be in you. So I will give you another comforter. When he says another, it means that you, you have a present comforter, which is myself, that I'm your present comfort. Hmm? But he was telling them, okay, I am going to go, and when I go, I will, I will send you, I will pray the Father. Then he will send you another comforter. That other comforter will be with you forever. he's now saying in verse 18. But again, after you have that comforter, he's not going to go. He will be with you. But he's now saying in verse 18 that I will not leave you comfortless. I'm talking of the comfort of himself. That you will not just, I won't just leave you without that comfort. Then I will do what? Come to you. Praise Jesus. I will do what? I will come to you. That's talking about the coming. Now, this is not the second coming of Jesus physically. This is talking about the him coming to the soul. So, it's a, it's a, it's a trans, transfer of comfort, right? It is, it is the same thing. Where I have things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. That was in verse 16 of John, right? But i be it when he is the spirit. That spirit is another comforter. When he, the spirit of truth, is come, then he will now begin to guide you into all truth. And then he won't speak of himself, or whatever he hears, that he will speak, for he will take of what is mine. And then he will begin to what? Reveal them to you. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, so, this comfort of him that we are speaking of is, is the coming of Jesus, right, into... To, to the man, right, inside of the man. We are talking about, about Jesus now, everything that Jesus signifies. So he now began to speak concerning that coming. And he says, yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, then because I live, ye shall what, live also. And at that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and what? I in you. And he that had my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. And I will love him. And I will do what? I will manifest myself unto what? Unto him. Glory to God. Now, verse, that's verse 21, okay? Let's, let's go to Hebrews We'll come back here. Hebrews chapter 2. Praise God. So Hebrews 2 verse 1, it says, that therefore we ought to give the, the more earnest heed to the things we have heard lest at any time we should let them sleep. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, that how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by them that did what? That that heard him. Okay. Um, now verse 5 says, For unto the angels has he not put in subjection the word, the word to come. What? Whereof we speak. Now when you say we, who is we? It is the Lord first, praise God, and secondly, them that heard him. The, the Lord and then whom the word there that them that heard him actually means apostles and prophets. When it comes to this matter, nobody, <laughs> nobody, this speaking they are speaking about here, the Lord is not according to the pattern for the Lord to come to every individual person and speak to you so great salvation. It is, it is, the Lord spoke it, and then there are those who heard him, who are also carriers of the doctrine of salvation, of this so great salvation, who are ministers of this so great salvation. Praise the Lord. And those people are the ones who will, Publish the message of salvation, right? How beautiful are the feet of them that will bring it. So there's what they call them that bring it, good tidings. Not everybody has good tidings. Good tidings is for everybody, but not everybody can just can get it from the source. There is the place of them that will bring it. And and how beautiful upon the mountain are the feet of them that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation. Are you seeing that? So that salvation which they publish is actually so great salvation. So you can tell very clearly that these people who bring these things are them that heard him they are the ones who say unto Zion, thy God reigneth. So the Lord, I proclaim unto the end of the earth, say ye to the daughters of Zion, you have to say ye to them, Right? behold thy salvation cometh, praise God, and his reward is with him, and his work is before him. Amen. Are you seeing that? So now, this giving the, more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. Giving that heed, and then there are two things, you must give the more earnest heed. How do you know that you're giving heed to them? Is that you should not at any time let them sleep. Now, why should you not let them sleep? Because these things are key to the coming. Praise God. They are key to what? They are key to his coming. That John chapter 14, he says that yet a little while, sorry, verse 21. In verse 21, he says, he that hath my commandment. Now, who is he that hath? Is he who gave heed to them and at not at any time let them sleep. That is he that hath. Say hath. Uh-huh. So, all they are telling you here is they, they are telling you the, the secret of having Jesus. Now, there's so much tied to having Jesus. Why? Because if you can don't have Jesus, you can never have the Father. You can never have God. Praise Jesus. Because in that day, you will know that I am in the Father. He's telling you the, 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 there is a, a mystery of how... Now we're teaching on Wednesday or talking. Was it Wednesday here? We're speaking about the what salvation means. That salvation is talking about the formation of the logos. Is it? Is talking about the logos becoming flesh, right? And that that logos, God designed the logos to be the the doorway into Him, not the Spirit. Do you see that? There are three, three entities there. There's, the, there's Father on one side. There is a Spirit on one side. There is then the Logos. In the book of First John chapter 5, That there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the, the Word, or the Logos, and the Spirit. Praise Jesus. Now, then, they now said the next verse, and then there are three that bear witness in the earth. The Father, sorry, sorry, the Spirit... The, then the water and the blood. So, that, so the, out of the three, there are two. Mm-hmm. So you see those two that split into three, right? There are three that, go to verse 7, amen. There are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the, that is what you call the form of God. This thing, which is spoke about in Philippians chapter 2. Verse 9, who being in the form of God, amen, praise Jesus, who being in the form of God, counted it not robbery to be equal with God, praise, praise the Lord. So this form is the record of God, which was from the beginning, right, the, the record from the beginning, that word record from the beginning means when they appeared from the beginning, when they landed the sphere of creation. How did they land? That was yeah. their, it it's the form. It was the, the form. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So in the form of God, he saw the, the Father, the Word, and then the Holy Ghost. And then these three are one. Right, so that form, there are three entities that became formed. Now verse eight now said, but when it comes to witness, witness is not, not the record. Uh, you get what I'm saying? Record does not concern you. Praise God. It's a record. It's not your business. It's, a, it's, a, it's Somewhere is a record in heaven. That's their form. When One speak of witness is when they want to tell you about them. When they want to bring you into the matter. It's, and that bring you because you are on earth. You talk about there are three that bear witness in the earth. Right? In the domain of the earth, there, is a, there, are, there are three also that bear witness. But the three that bear witness they map into two of the record. So, are you understand what I'm saying? So, out of the, th- the three that bear record, they pick word or logos and spirit and say, you two will be the witnesses. So, are you getting what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, the, the, the ones who will bear witness in earth, so you say the spirit, then when it came to the logos, it's no longer just logos, it became water and blood. And then from the equation of the earlier verses, we you know that water and blood is equal to son. Yes, That's where you got father, son, and spirit. Yes. Do you understand? Yes, <laughs> so if you let's just go back and see it, right, that is he that came, Go, go to verse five, praise Jesus, that who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth? You see that word? So this is that John chapter 14, that if you believe in God, you have to believe also in me. If you don't believe in God, if you don't believe in me, you can never overcome the world. That word, overcoming the world, means rising out of the worldly habitation into another world, which he was describing as my father's house. The father's house is another world entirely. It's another place entirely. But those who will come there, those who have overcome what? The world. Say, but is he that believeth that Jesus is what? So when he was speaking about, if you believe also in me, he was, believing, he was asking that believing, was believing something really about me. That's why I was telling you, it's not just being getting born again. It's actually that Jesus is Jesus, the son of God. this belief is who is the son of god the son of god is that being whom who has is the man who became the embodiment of the logos in whom the logos the word according to john chapter 1 has been made flesh the word was made flesh and dwelt among us we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father. So it means as the Son of God. As the only begotten of the Father, full of what? Of grace and truth. Then he said it said he came into the world and the world knew him not, he came to his own, and his own received him not, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. are you seeing that yes. so we are seeing that this believing that he's talking about is a, is a massive something the, what are, this believing here is talking about the manifestation of the logos yes, and i so said that logos is actually the entry point right because the logos is the the logos is actually the the is the is, your, is the vehicle that they, they downloaded the, the cost cause to come down that that if you can but receive the witness of the Logos. And the, the Logos is able to witness fully inside of you that the witness, you receiving the witness of the Logos, right, which is not just Logos alone, but facilitated by the Spirit. You have to begin to put this thing together now. You should be seeing John chapter 14 also, why he went and sent another Comforter, who is the Spirit. And he said, that one will be with you forever. means, His work will continue. Why what he's doing is continuing. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. That is spirit and who? And son. Are you seeing that? Spirit and son to to complete that process of witnessing to you. Praise Jesus. Glory to God. So that song is in that first um, John chapter five. We said that let's go back to first John Five very quickly. Right? <clears throat> let's see it again. Um, who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the word is a son of God. Praise God. So we have to lay. Today is serious work of laying down doctrine. It will become sweet, more, more sweet later. But but we have to fight to understand, understand everything. So this is He that came by water. So I came by. He came by water and blood. Even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by not by water only, but by water and blood. Then and it is the Spirit that beareth witness. Because the spirit is truth. So what does the mean of it is the spirit that beareth? But they already said that there are three that bear witness. Later they were explaining the, the, the water, the spirit, the water, and the blood. Well, here they say it is the spirit. So when they say it is the spirit, that spirit, when they say it is the spirit, when it comes to witnessing and they say it is the spirit, that spirit... Shall not speak of himself. Yeah. John chapter 16. Yes. So when it comes to witness, there is the the facilitator of the witness. Then there is the content. What is he saying? What is the, what is the witness are carrying? So the spirit, right, is him that beareth witness. But Jesus Christ said that that John 16, he was explaining why he had to go then he will now come again in another way. Because I have many things to say unto you now. You can't bear them now. But how be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come. He will then guide you into all what truth. But he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear. So it means that the spirit who beareth witness, say beareth. That spirit that beareth witness he is a hearer. He hears. Is whatsoever he hears. Eyes have not seen, nor ear heard. What God has prepared for them that, if a man love me. That's now, we're going to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, right? That I has not seen, nor ear heard. What God has prepared for what, them that love him. But. Not as he entered into the heart of any man. He said, entered. He cannot enter into the heart of any man. The things which God has prepared for them that love him. Now let's, you hold out them that love him. Because we'll go and see if you, a man loves Me. In chapter 14, what are those things that he has prepared? He but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. But the spirit shall not speak of himself. So when it comes to time to speak, he has to go and search for he searcheth all things, yeah, the deep things of God. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Praise Jesus. So, those three that bear witness, the, the spirit, the what, the water. You now see the spirit, the water, and the blood. In verse 7, it said, these are one. That's the ones that bear record. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one, but in verse eight, when he now spoke about you've removed one from them, the father, you're only talking about spirit, and then the logos, which became water, which is now son. So anytime you hear the word son, just think water and blood, simple. You it, who is the son of God is water and blood? Right? Who is the son of God is what? Is water and, is water and blood. And now way to put it, who is the son of God? The Son of God is the witness of the, of the Logos.
0: Mm.
1: Mm. Right? Let's ask you, what is the Logos that is not manifest as the Son? It is the record of God. Uh, right. Does that make sense to you? The Logos that is, means that the Logos that's not ministered, that's not manifest as the Son. Is the, is the, is the, is the record of God that hasn't been given to you. Yeah. That, that they have not yet made your business. <laughs> so the reason why they have to make the Logos the Son is to make him your business. And then they have to, to, the, the, the Logos had to define the is the it was mercy of God that defined how should weakness occur. Let's 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 calibrate him into two streams. Let's for the purpose of access, we'll calibrate him into two streams. So Logos flows in stream of water, and logos flow in stream of blood. Those are two streams. When you see the, the stature of the Son of God is actually is a stature in which two streams are flowing in him. Two fountains are flowing in him. There's the fountain of the water of him and there's a fountain of what? The blood of him. We're not talking about physical things here. We're talking about when you see physical blood, everything physical blood is. Uh Before physical blood was ever made, the wisdom of something that exists in the spirit that they used and made physical blood. That's what we are talking about. That's the real blood. Physical blood is just trying to live up to that wisdom. So blood and the spirit, is means something. Praise Jesus. There are many things we've been learning about the blood and the water. You understand what my 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 speech this morning? Praise God. So, um, that son, right? You can still tie this to to chapter one of John. You should be seeing everything now. And the Word was made flesh, and did that. What is that word? That in the beginning was the logos, and the logos was what with God, and the logos was God. That word, that word with God. Say with, with God. So at that point, when the logos was with God, it wasn't Emmanuel. Right. So there is, they changed logos to Emmanuel at some point. Logos, logos became Emmanuel. In the beginning, logos was not Emmanuel. Logos was with God, and logos was was God. I was it was in the form, who being in the form of God. Right. But the prophet was prophesying. He shall be called. If I call his name Emmanuel, well, Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. Say God with us. God with us. Not just with God anymore. With us. Say with us. With us. And then that word became flesh, was made flesh. And dwelt among us, and we beguiled his glory. In it, how is the glory us of the only begotten of the Father that is full of full of grace and, and truth? Amen. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. So the, the word "with." Can you show me that Isaiah, Emmanuel? Is it chapter seven? No. No. 7 verse, show you a sign, The virgin shall come. call, sorry, chapter 7, Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14, let's see, shall, shall give you a sign, yes, therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign, behold the virgin shall conceive and bear his son and shall call his name what? Now, let's go further, something about him. Butter and honey shall he eat, that he may choose to, he may, that he may know to refuse the what? The evil, and then to do what? To choose the good. Praise God. So, he shall call his name what? Emmanuel. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. We know the meaning of Emmanuel is what God with us. Now. So who is God with? Is he that hath? Or he that keepeth his commandment? Now, in what form is the Son with you or is God with you? That's what John chapter 14 was teaching. The, is the mystery of his coming after he has gone, which he has because he's no longer here. And after he has gone, and after he has sent you another comforter, then he said, and I will not leave you comfortless. I will, come with, I will come to you. I will be with you. But he now began to teach you about his coming. So let's go back to, to John chapter 14. All these are the, the, this is what the Bible is all about. <laughs> Do you understand that? The, this, the, the knowledge of these things, they are specific. Once the soul understands it, and then there's one thing to understand, then when I say understand, I mean you see it, like it's being preached to you. When it's being preached to you, you must believe it. That's what Jesus, where he started with. He said, you have to believe also in me. So when we're talking of believing in Jesus, don't say I believe in Jesus. No, what I'm preaching to you are things that you need to believe. If you don't believe, if he said even to them that, who will receive him? I came into the world, but the world knew him not. Means the world, the knew him. Of course, the world did not have, it, it means they had no concept of him. Right? But, but then he came to his own. But well, his own, the problem with his own is that they received him not. Who were his own at that time? Initially, Jews were those who he termed his own. But when they came, they, they couldn't receive him in that form, in the format. He came in a format and he tried to bring himself. they <laughs> said, no, 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 we don't take this. We can't take this kind of thing. You know, he, by, he one day he made a mistake and ventured into the terrain of, except you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood and everything. When he began to speak in such language, everybody, meeting just began to get empty. Chairs began to, you get what I'm saying? People began to walk away. They almost, almost everybody took off, except his disciple. Praise God. And the only reason why disciples were there is, past, maybe because they had left all and followed him, so there's nothing more to go back to. <laughs> So, <laughs> are you getting what I'm trying to say? So, so in that format, he said, no problem, I have to go again. And there's in another format in which I will come that will be facilitated by the Spirit because it's the Spirit that beareth witness. Praise Jesus. So he came to his own, his own receiving not, but, verse 12, but as many as receive him, to them gave he the power to become what? The sons of God. Even to them that, do, that believe in, in his name. Praise Jesus. Now, you see that believing in his name there. Is the, the name. What is the name of his name? Is he just believing that his name is Jesus? It's not, it's not that. The name is what? Ah. Uh, everything about him see everything we are that we're teaching I've been teaching I've just been teaching the name of Jesus what is the name I'm, trying to, I'm describing him in the spirit this is more than I believe that God I'm, I got born again no I'm trying to show you who he is why, why is he so elusive to everybody that nobody can, can get him. It's because of, the, you must believe on his name. Say believe. Can you believe? That's my question. I, I, I don't know, I'm asking you now. Do you, do you believe what I'm saying? Do you believe that he, he can come in this way? These are things to believe. Everything I'm telling you are things you need to believe. You need to fight war to do what? to believe them. Go to 1 John 5. Let's, let's quickly look at this thing very well. Um, we're just comparing scripture with scripture. Is that okay? Should, Bible should be interpreting the Bible. We shouldn't be adding our own... I will come to you, ah, rapture. No. <laughs> Praise God. First John 5. Am I saying rapture will not happen? <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. I'm just telling you that. If it's all about rapture, it would just, just be one chapter of New Testament. Just get born again and be rapturable. That's it. They won't write too much. Why, why all this grammar, all these things? Because there's a complex thing that needs to happen inside of you to... To bring that man who you believed in into your soul. To have him. Paul said, my little children for whom I travail again in birth. Until Christ is formed. Until Christ is found in you. Romans chapter 8, that whom he did for no, he predestinated. To be what? Conformed to the image of his son. That is the, say, my destiny, divine destiny, everything we've said about destiny, they are all lies. There's no, when it comes to God's mind, there's no other destiny that God thinks about. Your destiny is not become to become a banker or to become something. Are you getting what I'm saying? Say, my destiny on there is a lie. <laughs> what if that industry shuts down? Are you, are you going to die? Would not you do something else? <laughs> There's no destiny, nothing like that. Those things are all lies, right? There are things that you that you fell in love with, that your parents told you you must be this, and you like them. And I'm not talking about you have special giftings. Everybody has unique gifting. that. I understand that one. It's so okay. I'm all suited towards that this thing. And there's anybody who make mistake. Because you, you have something, to you want to be something, it's an idol, but you don't really have the gifting and the natural aptitude for that thing. Because maybe it's a thing of social something or class or something, you will try and do everything to become that thing. Imagine someone who doesn't have grace to be a... You know, being a doctor is almost like, hey, you have to be, to be built a certain way for that thing. When you see somebody who God has given grace to be a medical doctor, you will know. There's a way they are. While you are laughing and watching football, they are seeing artery and this thing. <laughs> when you see blood and run, they, they are there. They, they are fascinated by the blood. Do you get what I'm saying? Imagine somebody who sees blood and takes off. Maybe <laughs> really because in your family, the lineage of doctors. Also. You know, there are all kinds of things. Eh? You feel like you have to be. You will suffer. You will suffer. You will suffer. You will, you will read and read and read. You will not understand. But maybe you are just... God has put a natural gift in you for, for something else, maybe. Maybe you see designs. Anytime, anything that has to do with designing things, it just jumps out easy. When people are ah, struggling, you just see things. When you draw something or when you design something, ah, wow, really? But that, you might feel like that thing, there's not too much prestige, there's not too much, you know, you feel like your dad might be ashamed. What's your son? My son is... uh, (laughs) You too. you will will feel it for your dad so that... (laughs) Let him have something. (laughs) God needs to deliver us. (laughs) Do you understand what I'm saying? (laughs) So that thing is a a thing. God created you individually. You have areas of grace. There are things that you can do that... To find someone who can do it better than you, they will have to look for and search. Because you have a special grace for that. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Amen. But, but it's not like calling. I'm called. The only calling in God's heart towards your soul is not that complex. Romans chapter 8 says it. Right? That those who he, he foreknew, mean you're not a surprise to him. Yes, he was thinking. He told Jeremiah, before I formed you in, my, in your water's womb, I knew you and I have called you. Yes, Prophet. Before he formed you, he knew you. Those who he foreknew, then he has, he foreknew them, he then predestined. He, God has carved your destination. They're not deciding, well, what will it be? Will he be, you know, does he like praying very well? No, he doesn't like praying. Okay, um, hmm. He <laughs> it doesn't like spiritual things too much. Uh, okay. Let's just exempt him. You know all those difficult revelations. He doesn't doesn't like them too much. Okay. Let's just make him, you know. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) He has predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. No human being if you try and escape that thing, when you see God, the first when you are seeing his face coming, you'll be remembering, what have I been doing? You, you will never see the face of God unless it's another God that appears to you without you seeing that expectation in his heart. God is not a, he's not a fake 419 father that maybe wants to use you to, you know, on the earth... Or something. God is not like that. God is too good. He's too good, and he said that there is nothing. There is nothing a man can be that can be better than my son. And when he sees you, God can never think anything less for you. God is too good for that. There is no exemption. Say, ah, I'm not compatible with all these things. You see, you need to understand what price has been paid concerning your conformity, being conformed toward the, the image of his son. There is no other image that's as good as the son of God. There's no better image that, like that image, the image of his son. Praise Jesus. Amen glory to god so it means, and if they if they they have predestinated you to be conformed to the image of the son that means that somehow you must know something about water and blood because this son came by water and by blood what are those what are those are the, water and blood is talking about the streams you know when they pierce his side water and blood came out is an is a kind of a symbolism to tell you what is inside of him it, it's just telling you the streams that flow in him.
0: Nice.
1: Those are actually the streams of the word. Yes. You learn the water of the word, learn the blood of the word. Thank you. Praise Jesus. Yes. Praise Jesus. Yes. Now, so this thing of belief, let, just to emphasize it, in that um, 1 John 5, let's go from the beginning of 1 John 5, it says that. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is, is the Christ is born of God, and then everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is, is what begotten of him. And then by these we know that we love the children of God when we love God and then do what keep his commandment for the love of God. for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and then his commandments are not what? Grievous, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory, that overcometh the world, even our, our faith. And who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the what? Is the son of God. So believe that he is the son of God, don't stop that. You must explain that thing. They you now began to explain that son. is that came by water. So when he's talking about him coming to your heart, don't say, you can't say I receive son. No, wait. You want to receive son. but there's a way the sun flows. It will. There's a there's a place where he is. He will. He will. He will, will, will. Let me use graphically. It will almost liquefy and flow like a stream into you and solidify again. Do you understand? So, the ministry of the New Testament is the flow of the streams. Now, what are the streams? It's the streams of water and blood. When they are ministering and the, the Spirit to you, the Spirit is the, is the, is the carrier of the streams. Is the one who moves the waters, who steers the waters and steers the blood. So, what is the water and the blood? The water and the blood—they are the calibration of doctrine, which is carried by the Spirit. Praise Jesus! The calibration of what, of doctrine that is what carry um, But nobody will. No soul will prosper in doctrine who is is not a believer. Not a believer as a born-again Christian. If you don't believe in this method, you see this method here? What's the method? The method of what they describe, witness. How they witness him. Right? So if you don't believe in, in ministry of water, so if you don't agree with pouring water in your soul and then baptizing your soul into the blood, right, what's the difference between water and blood? The blood is also a type of water. It's just a water that contains more things. It has, it has key genetic information. Uh-huh, you understand that? The water, it has what? Key word, genetic. So the, 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 the key genetic information of the water is, oh, sorry, of the blood, right, is, so now we are speaking about um, the God as a being, you understand. You're talking about the logos of God. Mm? That is the thing they really want to witness. Okay? The logos of God. Now, it's very clear that That Logos is actually God, like God's form, God's DNA. But the Logos created something called Christ. It's another creation. Right? That will help the soul, do you understand, to come up to a certain place where the soul can be crowned with glory and honor, like we saw. It's actually the doctrine of Christ that crowns the soul with a particular kind of glory and an honor to now begin to gain access to the very DNA. That word blood. So the blood here is not the blood of Christ. <laughs> Do you understand that? We are, not, we are talking about how they give the divine nature or the, the, the nature of God himself is not, not the blood of Christ. Christ is a creature of God. Now, when I'm saying Christ, I'm not talking about Jesus. Jesus is, Jesus is Christ. Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is God. They call him even everlasting Father. Prince is everything. I mean, I mean that man called Jesus of Nazareth. He became everything. It wasn't Christ when he was a baby.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, that Christ, Christ is an image. Yes. That one day he, he became the Christ. Right, means that the, the inward configuration, you know Christ is a formation. If Christ can be formed in you, then they formed it in Jesus too. Yes, yes. <laughs> it was just a child like you and I that was growing up. They formed Christ in him. One day he became the Christ, yes, the Messiah, by virtue of what has been formed in him. Are you seeing that? Yes, so now, but we're not talking about the formation of Christ. We're talking about what they want to... In that, that John chapter 14, that in that day you will know that I am in my, I mean my father my Father in me, I in you, you in me. It's actually a, is a, is, is actually a mystery of bringing entities that can never cr- cross paths. When, like, the, the place man has fallen into, you will never jump God by mistake on the road because the world where you live in, are you getting me? It's not anywhere near to his own place. But this is that John chapter fourteen? Is the, the mystery it's the, in my Father's house. You must believe in God. Believe also in me. You have to believe. You have to believe in me because don't stay with your belief of God because you will never jam him. You won't jam him. So come and also I'm a provision of some sort. Yes. Now there are things, there are operations in me that can do something very awesome for you if you can believe in me. Why? Because in my Father's house there are many mansions there. If it were not so. I would have told you, but I'm going there to prepare, a place, place for you. Then when the place is prepared, I will then come to you again. And now, I won't come and tell you, okay, there's a place, so start going there. If I say start going there, you have no clue. Where do you start from? Because all I've seen, I'm falling short of the glory of God there's nothing about man and God that exists in the same sentence or paragraph. So you can't even go. If I say there's a place for you go, you can't go, but rather I must come to you. But when I'm coming to you, it's for a kind of mystery. It's for the mystery of I in my father. As I'm inside of him, and my father is in me, I have to now find a way to now be in you. What verse is that? I in my father. I my father, my father in me. Let's see that. In that day, you shall know that I am in my Father, and then you see you in me, and then what? I in you. So I am in my Father. But the goal is to bring you into my Father. So what I must do is that I must, what, be, you must be in me, and I in you. Now, if you are in me and in my Father, then you will be in my Father. (laughs) Are you seeing? that's why you have to believe so our, that's what he was saying, that I go to repair a place for you, but how will I now fulfill it, you getting there? I will come again and receive you unto myself. So that where I am, which is in my Father, there you may be also. So so all you should just begin to see is this transaction. Leave your body first. Leave going to heaven. Leave dying, all those things. Just think about your soul alone. And just begin to see the transaction they want to do. Shifting of images. God has his image. You have your own fallen image, which you've inherited from Satan. Then they now made another man, Jesus, and wrought an image in him, which is the image of his own father inside of him. And he now said, okay, I' I've finished you see, arriving at that place where my father is, I did the job for you. As a man like you, I grew up. I was able to resist all the images in the world. I was able to receive all oh, that my father and I could say, "Oh that my father' had a mine. are mine." And you get to on that John chapter 16, and I was able to, to inherit everything, everything, everything that the father had, well by inheritance. Are you getting what I'm saying? That God, who at right several times in diverse manners spoke to the prophets by the fathers, and in these last days, spoken to us by his son. Hallelujah. What kind of speaking? Who wow. oh, being the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person, the brightness, he has become the express image. He said, being made so much better than the angels as he had by inheritance obtained the more. To which of the angels did he say at any time, sit at my right hand? But to the son he said, thy throne, O God, is forever. The scepter of thy kingdom, the scepter of righteousness, for you love righteousness and you hated. Therefore God, even like God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness. Above it. Now you see that, that, that being called Jesus. You know we see, when you we, when we hear Jesus, we think the man walking, doing miracles. No. When, from now on, that's, when, that's how we know if you believe in him. You see this believing is when you hear Jesus, what do you see? Do you see the guy who after doing miracles and everything, it was time to go, he, he said, I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them. Okay. means that all the miracles he did, everything he said, you haven't received anything from yeah. him. So, don't see that one. But when you hear Jesus, who should you see? See the Hebrews chapter 1 being who became the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. Who inherited everything that his father had. Who had by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than the angel. Say when he bringeth in the first begotten, into the world, basically what I say, you know, that world there is not talking about this world. It's the world where angels stand. Yes, the sea. It's talking about the heavenly world. And when he bring it in the first begotten, he said, let all the angels worship him. They saw a man who has, who has become the brightness of God's glory. They look at Elohim, they look at him. They, say, they are not different in any way. This an, they said, this is an express image of his person the very son of God who came by water, not by water only, but by blood also. Are you seeing that? So, I in you, right? That day you will know that I am in my father, you in me, and then what? I in you. Praise God. So, then, so to fulfill that, you know, what I was, I was trying to explain to you, that thing called water and blood. So, it's not just the nature of Christ, right? The nature of Christ has his own work. So, in, in clear, clearly through the scripture you will understand that the image of Christ is the water of God. The image of, of Christ is what? What does that mean? It means that it's a water that God brought forth. It comes out of him. Yeah. Right, Christ is also the Son of God, but Christ is the image of God that doesn't have the divine nature in it, but rather is an enablement to get the divine nature. So, so there is a water of God, then you have the blood. The blood is the one that has the genes, those the very genetic of God, which is his divine nature is the stream of what? Of, of the blood. When he now came to the kingdom, you know in, in John chapter three he was teaching, right? He said except a man be born again he cannot see the kingdom of God. Then he now said, Except a man begin to touch witness. He cannot enter into the kingdom. That word, touching witness is a kind of birth he calls it first, except you'll be born by water and spirit. Wow. Are you seeing that? It's the, so it's very clear that water and spirit is the witness for entrance. Right, that for someone to have entrance into the kingdom of God, he must have, something must have flowed to him. There must have been a flow to that soul is the flow of the water, which is part of the, uh, of the coming of the sun. But, and the spirit, because it's the spirit of the earth with us. So, you have to be born of water and of the spirit. But mm. well, you can now also deduce that, if there's water and spirit, there must be blood and spirit. <laughs> which, it's, it will be another birth within, as you are journeying. There will be a time that now you've, you've partaken of the water, but it came not by water only, but it came by, what? by blood as well. So the water is actually a, is a, type, of, is a, it's a type of doctrine, right? It's a, it's, a, it's a spiritual doctrine that prepares the soul for the, a, a, a more spiritual doctrine that includes the divine nature of God. Do you understand that? Yes. Yeah, so when they are ministering the water to you, why, why are they ministering the water to you? They are ministering the water for you to keep water. Then when you've accumulated water, they will now say, you have plenty of water. We cannot begin to let the blood flow to minister the blood to you, right? Then you will now, after a while, you will now become a keeper of blood. Two. Do you understand? (laughs) So you become a keeper of water. You become a keeper of blood. And when they, they are saying water and blood, they are talking about them about in terms of the witness. And that word witness means ministry. Or flow. How beautiful are, are, are the feet of them that bear what? Good tidings. Good tidings. That's the first. Good tidings is the water. And that water will publish peace. Tidings. I say, say tidings. tidings. Why are they why are they, what is the meaning of tidings? We're talking about tide. Have you heard of the word tide before? The tides. It's the, it's the, the word tide, you can't separate the word tiding from water. Flow of water. Is the flow of doctrine. There are tidings. Good tidings. We're talking about the, the tidings of what? Of the water. So, those tidings is the the flow of the streams of God. (laughs) Are you getting me? So, there is what you call the good tidings. The good tidings is the water of God. The good tidings is what? The water. So So, it means that there are two tides or two tidings, two main calibration of tidings in the Bible. There is the, what we call the good tidings, which is the water of God, which is the doctrine of Christ. So how beautiful upon the mountain are the feet of them that bring good tidings that will publish peace. So there is the, there is the, the tidings, the purpose of every tidings is, for, is to publish Do you understand? The, th- the purpose of every tithing is to do what? Is to publish. The the reason for why you why you collect water in your vessel is so that the water can be published in you. The the publishing is the writing on your heart. Right? That publishing is what? Is the is the writing? That writing is the writing on the tablets of your heart that makes it your own. Do <laughs> you get what I'm saying? But, it's so, so, but to, for before the water, I'm using a lot of spiritual symbolism to teach the world. And the Holy Ghost is bringing it. Amen. Um, is to, to, to put in you some kind of attitude the way you approach these things. Praise God. So, water, imagine you hold water. Then, when you let the water stay for some time, when you check, you say the water has written something. That's the way <laughs> I'm t- t- teaching the language of the soul. Wow. How God comes to you yes. it's in, when you are when you are carrying that water. You don't know what's happening. There's a reaction that that water is doing inside of you. You are just holding water, but you don't know. You don't know that the water is is, is publishing something. There should be, a, your, your soul should be a publishing house where, some, where, where things are being published Amen. because we know that, of course, when it comes to the ministry of the New Testament, your, 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 your tablet, your, your heart is a tablet. It's written not with ink, but it's with the spirit. So the spirit that beareth witness is the one who uses waters and blood to write upon the word, the tablet of the heart. That's the ministry of the New Testament. If you immerse your heart in water. That's the entire picture of Genesis chapter 1 that they were explaining. There was the earth immersed in water. Then the spirit was upon the face of the deep. If you have dry earth, there is no water. There is nothing for the spirit to do. Remember, and the purpose of the Spirit is to, is to bring formation. Yes. It was without form and void. Yes, right? It's to bring formation. It's for formation by writing. Yes. Or is that process is called publishing. Yeah. Right? So the, the publisher is the Spirit, but the, the Spirit must use the tidings that the heart is, in, is submerged in. That's what He uses for, for writing. Glory to Jesus. So, so, so are, you, are, you, are you seeing the method of God now? That You know that invisible method that <laughs> Mr. was speaking about? How God does an invisible method of changing you that you are not seeing? Like you're waiting for God to appear. Choose me now. Let's go. Versus, God said, no, I won't do that. I won't do that. I won't do it that way. Rather, I will allow beautiful feats to come your way that can bring tidings, waters to flood your soul with waters. There's something about why did God make his coming liquid? Have you ever counted water one by one before? If you are trying to count the revelation, you will miss it. When you carry water with your hand, what do you see? You won't see anything. So, so it's very clear. That tidings are not property of your conscious mind. They are not. They are not. The destination of tidings is not your conscious mind. That you pick one, one. Should I this? Should I that? What would Jesus do? Pa I assume Jesus would do this. <laughs> That's not. So you can't change like that, man. <laughs> Before you think, what would J G G the spirits that are troubling you? They've done a million things. They are, they, are you getting what I'm saying? Have you ever? Have, have you ever seen how swift darkness moves the heart? If you have hatred in you, you can say, I will not hate, I will not hate him, I will not hate her, I shall not, I shall not. By the time he, the person comes, before you say, I will not, what has happened? Something has moved. That, that thing that is moving is way faster than your conscious mind choosing not to hate the person. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm talking about, what are the, when we talk about how is your life with God playing out? All the time when you choose your own way, where God, when, and you put God on the, in the back seat, you do that a lot of times, even when you've decided that today I'm going to follow God. Yes, sir. And before 10 a.m., you have done like 10 things that God was not involved in. It means that what is pushing your life is faster than your conscious mind. We're talking about spiritual formation. Nature will always be faster than thought.
0: Yes, sir.
1: You will now find out that after all you've decided to do, all your resolution and everything you plan to do, after everything, you end up doing who you are. Oh. Do you understand? <laughs> to, to show you the, the what God is trying to solve. So that's why, that's where religion fails. All the religions of the world, to try and change your conduct and everything. You, you just need the right situation to expose you. That man that conduct has been hiding, he's still inside there. You need the right situation to where he will... Be Rear up his head. That nature is swift. It's fast. Do you understand me? So, so the way God deals with such things, God must bring something that is, that is also quick and powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. When you see the sword of the word of God in the spirit... Demons, spirits. You see spirituality, pires and power, might, dominion. Then you see all those wicked spirits. Spiritual wickedness in high places. Seraphims that fell and Satan that fell too. One of their greatest problem that they always take high when they see this, the quick sword moving See, is there any day we can be as quick as that thing? Oh. <laughs> I'm describing the sword of God. The word of God is quick and powerful. Not, and not just its quickness, it's sharpness. Sharper than it. He said any two-headed sword. There is, no, there is no sword that is as sharp as that sword. Nothing is as quick as it. Do you know that it's a, if you if you check out the writing in your heart, is the Holy Ghost using a sword? It's actually is a, a sword that he's using to write. Okay. When that sword, the the, the 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 publishing of His Word in your heart, there's a depth that which that thing will go. Do you know what I mean? The the depth. You know the the deeper the inscription, the harder it is to yeah. clean. Do you know that do you know the, the, the sharper the spirit, the more difficult it is to erase what they've written. If a principality writes something, it will not be as deep as if a spiritual wickedness writes it. Or if then Lucifer himself writes on the heart of a man, like he wrote on the heart of the beast, it's very hard. There are some things that if he writes, hey, it's too, it's too deep, you, you will try and clean and clean. You can spend forever cleaning such beings, they will now, they have to carry them. I'm so sorry. Is only you have now, now had a part in the lake of fire because you've allowed the spirit to write in you deeper than. Do you understand? That's why they said that. For so there remained no more sacrifice. What is a sacrifice? The sacrifice is the is a, is the cleansing reagent. Is sacrifice that they use, which the blood of sacrifice that they use to erase writing yes. on the heart. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, do you know that? Yes. That yes, sir. is the last one of the, the purpose of the blood of Jesus. Say blood. Blood, blood of Jesus. Say blood. 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 The purpose of blood, blood and water. What they used to write, they can also use to erase. Are you seeing what I'm saying to you? So, but what God wants to you, He just wants. They want your heart to be surrounded by tidings, right? And they don't want it to be little. They want to increase. The, let the tide be high. That's the that's the, the word and the instruction for this season. Always be conscious of your your water level. What what level of water are you carrying? Ask you asking what level? What's the level of your of your water? Whatever dimension you are in, whatever is flowing to you—water or blood—how high is the tide of your heart? How high is the tide of your heart? How high is it? How high is it? They need to cause. How how beautiful? Let's see that. How beautiful are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings? How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings. So if, if you have good tidings, peace will be published. We know that peace, wow. say peace. peace. Peace is the nature of Christ. If The peace is what? The, is the nature of Christ. The reason of water is to make peace with a man. Right? When God has been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. Now, so you see, when peace has been published, then there's also another ministry called the bringing of the good tidings of good. This is another thing entirely, it's another tide. There is the good tidings, then there is the good tidings of good. Good tithing is water. Mm. Wow. Then there's what we call the water of good. Amen. Now, you answer that good are in levels. Jesus taught this good thing. They asked a good master, hey, 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 I'm not good. Only God is good. But was he bad? Is that what, is that what he was trying to say that he's bad? He's also good. There's a, 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 you know, Jesus was just teaching, he was for scripture. Jesus was just demonstrating his fault so that that thing can be in the scripture somewhere. For those who need to read it to understand that goods are in levels, he wasn't rejecting that he is good, but imagine when the guy called in good, the spirit quickened. You know, it was quickening on him. This is a scripture moment. Talk about that good thing about the separation between good of Christ and the good of God. Now said there is actually a kind of good that only God is. Do you see that? So there is good tidings. Christ is good. But there is now what you call the good tidings or the water of good. So it's very clear the water of good is blood. It has a higher goodness. That so means that blood is better than water. Blood is better because water, blood has the, the seed the genes of what the divine nature let's see in, that, in John chapter 1 you see that those who as many as received him to them give him power to become what the sons of god even to them that would believed on his name which are born verse 13 not of blood now which blood is this one this is talking about your own blood Or of the will of flesh. So it's very clear. that If they say not of blood, not of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, it means that but of God. It means that the blood that they say not of is the blood that is not the blood of God. If they say it's but of God. So really, to be honest with you, what blood came? Because every man has water. But every man also has stain of blood. What the blood of of God will come to do is to deal with the, the blood that you have. Which is, when I say blood, I'm talking about the genes of your soul. That is not God's genes. Not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but what? Of God. But of God. Right? being born again by what not of corruptible but of incorruptible by the word of god first peter 1 verse 23 which liveth and abideth forever being born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible by the word of god which liveth so when you say not was it but of God? He's talking about being born of the Word of God, which word liveth and what? And abideth forever. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We're out of time, but let's quickly just see that 1 John, sorry, John 14, as we round up. Um, just to. Land here. Glory to Jesus. So, verse 20 says that, and that, at that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. Verse 21 says, He that hath my commandments and then what? Keepeth them. He it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father. And I will love him. And then will manifest myself to him. Praise God. So you're seeing there that, can you explain what is that, Hath my commandment and keepeth them? This The key I just wanted to bring out is, are they speaking? I want to say, keep my commandment, have my commandment, and keepeth them. Is it only saying that, first of all, what are these commandments? And is it saying, hey, get up today. Send that money to that person. And can God say that? Yes. God can wake you up and say, somebody needs money, give it to them, of course. Why not? In fact, God doesn't to do The Holy Ghost that talks that way most of the time. Just... And the Holy Ghost leads you in, your, in life. You know, you apply, what job should you apply to? What should, what should you work? What school program should you do? Should you do a master? Normal stuff. you understand what I mean? You don't need to have Jesus <laughs> in this sense for that. That is just normal life of a Christian. You're born again. Holy Ghost is there. That's the first thing you receive. He has things to say about your life. Right? Normal. That's just normal stuff. That is not commandment that they are speaking of here. You understand? When they, say, when they say commandment, that has my commandment and then keep it them. In your mind, somewhere you think about keeping commandment as going to do something. No, that's the, that's the insight I want us to see. See keeping the commandment as carrying his water and his blood when they are pouring water let it not be as if you are pouring inside a basket let it be a vessel that keeps that carries it should be a container of his commandments of his waters and of his blood the streams of his word and his life should be found abundantly let the word of Christ, that, that's the first one, that's the water. Say, so let it dwell in you, rich. They're not talking about Christ in image being formed. That, the image of the formation, after a while, Paul has preach and preach and preach and preach. I travel again in bed until Christ is formed in you. There are many things about that will now that will, that will lead to the end formation of this image. But one thing that must happen is that the word of what needs to be formed... Must dwell in you, richly, in all wisdom. Do you understand? He must dwell in you. He must carry the fullness of the water. When they are checking your soul, they shouldn't be seeing Instagram. Um, you know all the things we are full. Our souls are full of. You get to, you know, and it's a very bad thing. Satan, devil, devil. Hey, you can. Someone can be. In a place where the most profound word of a generation is being spoken, and be completely wretched. The same way somebody who is foolish can be by the riverside side and be watching his hand with his saliva, because he, don't, he doesn't have the wisdom or the I don't know what it takes. Satan just, he just Satan has the ability to do such job. That's, that's what makes him a devil. He's a devil. A devil can make his soul wretched in abundance. That's his job as a devil. Amidst all the provision of God, he, will, he, he has a way. You see his soul will find a way to be wretched. That's one thing about souls. That God needs to help souls too. To save souls from being conceited in what? Wretchedness and embracing wretchedness. Praise Jesus. Do you understand what I'm saying? I think we have to leave some. So the, the, the message here is talking about how richly, don't be distracted, please, how richly does God want to keep his word commandments inside your heart? The commandments here, like I said, it's not do this, that, are doctrines. The riches, that word must be rich on the inside of you. If it's not rich inside of you, you're not giving the Holy Spirit the chance to use. It's, the Holy Ghost doesn't take one word from heaven and land it on your heart. Say, take this one now. Go and do it. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't. You, they have to, you have to be swimming. Your heart has to be submerged into the waters of doctrine. The way you keep eating and your stomach is full every day. You don't know how you are growing. Leave that job alone. The spirit will do it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you know, now, do you know that for, for, for a child to grow... That child must be given to stream. Yes. What is the stream that causes growth? Is the stream of the, the, of the blood. I yes. get what I'm saying, that when you give food to the child, yes. that food must enter, it's called the yes. bloodstream. I get what I'm saying, it's, yes. it's, a, it's from bloodstream things flow. Yes. Everything that did you become this tall, is things that were in your bloodstream, that began to move into your your muscles, your bones, your eyes, your leg, to raise the stature. It's from, it's from string, they raise stature. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's all the Lord is saying. Focus on doctrine. Focus on doctrine. Like when we was speaking concerning the mystery of the seed and the ground. That is, is that you don't know, the kingdom is like a person will go and dig the ground and sow the seed, he doesn't go and dig it out and check, okay, what's happening? Why am I? No. So he goes to go and sleep. But after a while, it will begin to sprout. He knoweth not how. That's how Jesus said it. Yes, he knows that, that how of how they will rot it. How would they transform your nature to be conformed to the image of the Son? You can never plot it out and write a book, seven steps. You can never work that way. But rather, what you need to do is be immersed. You see, you see this doctrine? As the unveiling salvation, the world to come, learn it. If you can learn astrophysics, you can learn it. That's a small thing. You can learn it. Doctrine will become waters in you. And the waters in your heart, after a while, will be published as the laws of God in your soul. Amen. Just begin to bless God. 30 seconds. Thank you, Father, for your word. I give you praise. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Thank you,
0: Father.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Our Father, we bless your name we give you praise thank you for your word we receive it help us to receive the wisdom of it and you said your spirit to bring to our remembrance all that has been said to us Lord, take it minister it to us afresh accurately thank you father the seed the fruit that should come out of this lord will not be found wanting in any soul thank you lord jesus you know this is the beginning you open up the doors even further and bring more clarity and understanding to our heart. Amen. Thank you, our God. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you.
0: between the cherubim, shine forth. You
1: dwells between the
0: cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth.